G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. We had a prophetic word over our lives and that would be that we would be working with family ministry, that we would be speaking into families' lives regarding marriage and children. And both of us just looked at each other and, you know, that was a passion for both of us and now there was a prophetic word to go along with it. This was pre-engagement. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Today, we'll hear the role a prophetic word played in the life of our guest, Kate Ryan. She was dating her future husband, Brett Ryan, when they were told that one day they would be involved with family ministry and helping people with their marriages and children. Fast forward many years, and now Brett is the CEO of Focus on the Family Australia. And together, they are basically doing what was prophesied. Incredible. How did it all come about? Kate will share her story as she has a chat with Karen Hunt. You're a wife, you're a mum, you're also a secondary teacher. You're based there in Melbourne. Have you always lived in Melbourne? Yes, I lived in the same house in Blackburn all my life until I married Brett. Oh, wow, that's stability. Yeah, well, I was in Blackburn South and he was in Blackburn North and we both lived in the same house. We discovered we were both doing the same things, watching the same basketball games, doing all the same things in our area. No way. um, But never knew each other. Is that true? Was that like through childhood and teenage years? Well, yeah, yeah. We weren't at the same church or the same school or anything, but we were both watching the NBL at the same stadiums and (laughs) it's extraordinary. We, We came to, you know, talking about all of those things. It's like, we must have been at all these same things. Wow, the Ryan family unites. Yes. <laughs> Tell me, what was life like for you when you were a young'un in Blackburn, just you, separate to Brett? What was life like for Kate? Oh, wow. Um, well, I was very sporty. I came from a family with three girls. Uh-huh. As always with three girls, it can be a little complicated and fraught. But, you know, overall my childhood was, look, I, I think, wonderful I was very, very close with both my mum and my dad and I'd spent a lot of time playing sport. I just loved life, really. I was very active and so my parents kind of ran me to and fro from basketball and netball and water polo and (laughs) whatever it was I was playing at the time. Uh And church life, faith Uh, in your family, what was that like? Church was great. We were at um, Blackburn Baptist and I went there for up until about the age of... Oh, let's see, about 14. Mm-hmm. And then I started going to a very small school called uh, Parkmore Full Gospel College, which is now Waverley Christian College, okay. where I teach. And when I started going there, I actually switched to the church that was connected to it. It was called Parkmore Full Gospel Chapel. And it was a tiny little church. So that's kind of where I feel I came alive, uh-huh. where I really met the Holy Spirit yep. and all of that kind of thing. I mean, Blackie Baps was fantastic. But it was just in the smaller, the smaller church that I really found my personal relationship with God deepen. What difference did that make for you at that time? 
Oh, it was huge, actually, because there was a wonderful youth group there of very like-minded young people. Mm -hmm. And so that really helped me to grow in my faith. We all enjoy, it's extraordinary, you know, when you go through school, you might have a lot of people who are sporty, a lot of people who are bright or musical. The same was through our youth group, you know, they were interested in sport, they were interested in a lot of things that I was interested in, and yet we were all following God and seeking God for ourselves. So that was a wonderful time for you? Oh, amazing time for me, yeah. As was the school experience. I only went there for year nine and ten, and then it actually cut off at year ten, and I went to another school, Cary Grammar. Okay, so when you finished high school, what yep. did you pursue? Well, I actually took a couple of years off. and Good I, for you. <laughs> <laughs> Often needed. Yeah, well, well, I worked. I did a little bit of extra study and I travelled overseas. After the two years, I decided it was possibly time to head on into uni. So I then did a teaching degree. Okay, before the teaching degree, where did you explore? What countries did you go to? Well, uh, it was actually America. I Yay! went twice. America and Canada. Yeah. Uh, I had friends at both places Uh and so I decided I was going to travel there and then I came back and I worked a bit more and then I went back. (laughs) It was, you know, one of those quite, I suppose you'd say carefree times where I was really trying to find out what it was that God wanted me to do because I'd always wanted to do secondary teaching and the course I wanted to do was secondary PE, of course. I didn't get in because back then I actually get asthma and back then you had to do a fitness test and they always did the fitness test in spring. Now, I'm allergic to grass and so the grass was always cut and so I'd get asthma. So I did two years in a row I tried to get in but I got asthma every time I did this fitness test and so they failed me. How annoying. Oh, it was dreadful and so I was like, God, what... what is going on? Because honestly, I mm. this is all I've ever wanted to do. Mm. And I actually, at the time, I got into primary teaching and I thought, oh, I don't even really like, you know, <laughs> young kids really. I don't know that I want to teach them, that's for sure. Well, um, I was actually the opposite. I'm a, a former primary school teacher and I actually thought that with the secondary students. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that interesting? It, it's, it was, look, as it was, I actually had a... PE teacher from my secondary school who was not a Christian and I went to her and I said to her look I've got into this primary course this is after the second year of being out of school and I'm mm-hmm. just like I've got into this primary course and what am I going to do I really don't want to do it and she goes you are being absolutely ridiculous you'd be wonderful <laughs> with primary students and you need to get on with it yeah and so I did and you know what I actually absolutely loved it and so I did do primary and up to you know year 10 and I Really loved all my teaching rounds. I ended up teaching primary school for about 12 years and I taught in the classroom and I taught PE and I loved every minute of it. What was your preferred Um, area? Maths. Whoa, are you kidding me? (laughs) No, maths was my other passion. (laughs) What a contrast, you sporty thing, you. Oh, well, isn't it interesting? But actually at my school, a lot of the people who are PE are maths-minded. Their second is maths. Wow, there you go. Now, did this kind of come together as a result of those travels in North America? What was so specific about those free exploring days that transferred back into now getting into the classroom? Um... I'd been a very close kind of knit family at the time and I said to mum, look, I really need to go and do something that's a bit independent Mm -hmm. of the family to, you know, just test my wings. Look, my dad was very protective and (laughs) to actually get to Canada, I had to go to Sydney, change airports and then fly out. Well, now my dad says, well, I'm going to fly up to Sydney with you and I'm going to get you transferred to the other airport 
And my mum turned to him and said, uh, no, that's not going to happen. The reason she's doing it is to learn how to handle things on her own. She's a big girl now. Yes. He said, all right then. And look, my goodness, what an adventure that was. I mean, I lost my passport. Mm-hmm. I lost my traveler's oh. checks. You know, you name it, I did it. All the part of growing but, up. <laughs> but, you know, it really helped me rely on God because, honestly, I stood in this line going, oh, Lord, I have no idea what I'm doing. And then as I'm standing there, this lady walks up to me and says, is this your passport? And I go, oh, my goodness. She go, I go, who handed it in? She said, oh, that man behind you. Well, I turn around, you know, there's thousands of men standing behind me in queue. And it wasn't your dad. <laughs> it wasn't my dad. <laughs> and it was just some random man who found my passport and handed it in. And I, look, I was so grateful. But there was things like that all along the way where I just was praying because I felt lost. You know, I was 19 years old and I was in no idea. My dad had always done everything in terms of taking me places or doing things. I had no idea. And I'm on the plane going, oh, Lord, who am I going to talk to? And all of a sudden, exchange students who'd been in Australia from Canada said, look, we're all travelling in a group. Do you want to travel with us? Oh, how cool. So it was fantastic. Very, very nice. Kate, I'm interested to know, you've just been sharing about your younger years, your uh, your travels overseas, coming back, studying to be an educator. Where in your story did you meet this man? Brett Ryan. Well, I was about to turn 21 when Mm -hmm. I met Brett. Uh, Oh, no, 22, sorry. About to turn 22. And I just was going to youth group. You know, a few of my friends had got married and, you know, I wasn't really looking. And I went to a 21st from one of the guys from our youth group and Brett was there. One of my girlfriends said, oh, have you met him? And I said, no. Not him. Do you want to to meet him? Yeah. (laughs) And I said, well, do you like him? And she goes, oh, he's too young for me. And I went, oh, okay. So I met him and, you know, when you first meet a guy and you're a bit nervous and so really all I said was hi. But I thought he had the warmest smile and laughing eyes. Mm. And it kind of went from there because I then ran into him at a youth group activity where we had a sports night and all of that. And it really, it just went from there. And within a couple of weeks, we basically were dating. Yeah, I was crazy. It was very fast. Both of us kind of went, oh, wow, were we even looking for someone? <laughs> and it, we, we just kind of laughed about it. And I'd gone into my mum and gone, oh, because he actually, you know, we kissed after a couple of weeks. And I went, oh, no, I've kissed this guy. Do I really want to go out with him? And he actually went home to his dad and said, oh, no, I've kissed this girl. Do I really want to go out with anyone? Yeah, you're honest. So, well, we were honest. And the next day we'd actually organised to go shopping. And mm-hmm. that really sealed it. Like, we had such a great time. We laughed. We talked about everything. And that was it. Within the month, I knew that we were going to get married. It was just kind of a whirlwind how we started going out. That's actually very exciting. I know myself to sometimes you know God works in mysterious ways when you least expect it when uh, you're not really seeking anything in particular but he knows your needs he knows your desires deep within he obviously met those desires of your heart oh above and beyond I never imagined somebody like Brett what did you see within Brett that really took your fancy oh gosh where do you start Um, isn't that nice (laughs) it's a long list yeah he's genuinely caring he's funny his love for God is just so obvious he wants the best for everybody he gives of his time so generously he's thoughtful he's romantic he's you know it's just it's hard to explain him what a wonderful list oh (laughs) 
Yeah. Then it's no coincidence that he's now CEO of a, a brilliant ministry organisation called Focus on the Family. Uh, no coincidence at all, actually. Yeah. Look, before we got engaged, we decided to go up to, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, a place called Elkana. Mm-hmm. Now, that's in Marysville in um, Victoria, and they run courses for pre-marriage counselling or pre-engagement counselling or whatever you want to look at it as. Yeah. So we decided before we got engaged that we would go up there. Now, they ran a weekend course and you stay there and you look at things kind of like communication, sex, finances, dreams, you know, that you have for your future, etc. just to make sure that you're on the same page, really, because mm-hmm. they look at your backgrounds and all of that. You know, it was brilliant. And while we were there, look, we had talked before we'd even gone there, obviously, if we were thinking about getting engaged, of what our future would look like and what we both wanted for our lives. One of the things that we both wanted was we wanted to work with families Mm. and we wanted to lead parenting seminars and marriage seminars. It was such a passion for both of us. Anyway, so we were at this course and looking through it all and it was wonderful, absolutely fantastic. And then we had a prophetic word over our lives and that would be that we would be working with family ministry, that we would be speaking into families' lives regarding marriage and children. And both of us just looked at each other and, you know, that was a passion for both of us. And now there was a prophetic word to go along with it. And this was pre-engagement even. This was pre-engagement. What a confirmation. Oh, it was extraordinary. So the two of us actually really felt that we were right for each other, that we had the same vision. And even though we knew it was going to be a lot of years into the future, that we had a plan. We had a plan for making our marriage work. We had a God who loved us, who we could you know, draw strength from. And that in our travels with children, etc., that we in the future wanted to be preparing ourselves for what God was calling us to. You're listening to The Story. Today, Karen Hunt is chatting with Kate Ryan, who, together with her husband, Brett, provide leadership for Focus on the Family Australia. We just heard how they knew that one day they would be involved with family ministry. We'll hear how it eventually came about when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax. You're listening to The Story. Today, Karen Hunt is chatting with Kate Ryan, who is the wife of Brett Ryan, CEO of Focus on the Family Australia. Before the break, we heard how they had received a prophecy that one day they would be involved with family ministry. Next, we'll hear how that eventually happened and about their heart for helping families. God had been unsettling Brett probably for a year or two and I was saying, what is it, darling? Where do you want to go? He goes, family. I, I need to go to family. It was, And I said, well, you can go. I mean, God's been calling us for years, but now might be the right time. That's why he's unsettling you. When this job came, well, of course, I, being his wife, 
I just said, that's it, it's yours. I just believe that that's yours. And he goes, I haven't even applied for it yet, Kate. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, no, I just know it is. It's a, it's a funny thing when you, when, you, I mean, when you live with someone for a very long time, you know them very well and what makes them tick. I could see him when he was reading this article that he was just lit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the advertisement for the job, he just lit up. When he was reading about what it involved, he goes, oh, we could do this and we could do that. And <laughs> He was getting so excited. He, he would lie awake at night, you know, when he put his application in, just saying, this is so exciting. He had ideas, you know, he was writing down ideas and I just was like, this is the Brett I know. Yeah. The heartstrings were being pulled big time, hey? Oh, big time. <laughs> and it has been, not without its challenges, because there have been challenges, him stepping into this new role for him. But at the same time, very exciting things have unfolded in terms of being able to speak to different groups of people and touching people's lives. And the two of us have been able to do things together as well, parenting seminars. And so we really feel that we're walking where God has been leading ever since before we got engaged. As CEO and wife of CEO of Focus on the Family Australia, let's just take a moment, Kate, to focus in on your family. What does your family look like? What characterises the Ryan household? Oh, wow, what characterises our house? <laughs> Laughter. Yeah. <laughs> Laughter is a big one. Right. Um, the boys, you know, we've been very firm with them all along the way. But in doing so, we've ended up with very close friendships now. Uh, I feel so blessed because I was actually told I couldn't have children. Mm. And so these are just precious gifts. I feel privileged every day that God entrusted me. And that's not to say it's not hard work. It's hard work. Anybody who's a parent knows it's hard work, especially being consistent. When you're tired, really difficult things come up and you've got to face them. It's hard. The thing that I love about our homes is the constant banter and laughter Mm. with three boys and obviously a husband. So we classified as four boys in this household. (laughs) Uh, I get in trouble for saying that. I have two teenage boys. And when I say, yep, I've got three boys in the house. But yeah, I do concur. (laughs) uh, Absolutely. And look, when they're all together, it, it is so funny. There's a lot of, I classify as boy humour. This goes along with Brett's nursing days, you know, because they're pretty nursy, you're down to earth. So boy humour in the household, and look, all my, my I mean, my best friend was male. The male humour actually appeals to me, and I work yeah. in a department that has been male. Sure, the sport jock kind um, of characteristics. <laughs> so I actually really enjoy it, the male sense of humour, and I enjoy that they're pretty much straightforward. I can tell that you'd actually enjoy joining in as well. Just by your personality. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Absolutely. I am very much uh, part of the scene. Look, if you ask Brad, sometimes he feels left out. (laughs) Um, You know, even now we'll walk in the shops and my boys will have their arms around me. Um, they're very demonstrative, which they have learnt from Brett because yeah. Brett's very demonstrative. That's nice. Um, very cuddly, and so my boys are too. Yeah. And I feel very privileged with that too because a lot of people say, you know, their sons 
distance themselves quite early, whereas I have not experienced that. Yes, mm. they're independent, but they're very, what I would classify as homebodies. They love being at home and I just know, you know, my eldest was, he'd be invited out and he's go, yeah, but what are you guys doing? I want to see, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really lovely. We still go and do stuff together a lot. How special is that? Kate, I'm interested to know, what heritage do you wish to impart? What legacy, what do you want to be remembered for? Look, apart from being a wife, I see my very first job as being a mum. I believe that our children are actually on loan to us. They're not ours and we've got a job to do. Our job is to actually raise up young people who love God, who who are actually going to base their future on what God has for them so that he can use them in a mighty way. Mm. So I want that to be my legacy, or Brett and my legacy, that we have been able to raise our family so that, that God is then able to use them. If I can do that well, then I'm happy. You know, my job I love but my family will always be the pivotal point of my life. God has entrusted them. I've always felt this very strong sense. You know, when I was told I couldn't have children and then God, he actually told me when I asked him, well, I went to ask him why I couldn't. He said, don't ask why you'll know. And then I had a car accident. If I had been pregnant when I had a car accident, my child would have actually been killed. That was when we were trying to have children. Yeah, I do remember and, Brett and, sharing that as well. Yeah, so to me, when I was actually, God actually then blessed us with these boys, I felt a very strong sense that he wanted us to do this job to raise our boys because he had a very big plan for them. Yeah. That's what I want to be remembered for. Brett's had a wonderful heritage. I've had a wonderful heritage, you know, in terms of our parents. We lost both my father and his father to cancer four and six years ago. You know, that was a big loss because I would have loved those men. Brett's dad particularly spent a lot of time with my boys and I felt that loss that they no longer had that, mm. to have that generational strong Christian man in their life. But God can replace that. God can use anybody to speak into our children's lives and has done, brought people across their paths that speak into their lives with godly wisdom. Kate, for parents listening right now, what would be a key encouragement that you can offer today? There are no guarantees about where your child's going to go because they need to make choices on their own. But building a close-knit family, spending time around the kitchen table, making time to talk, I think just being there. I know one of the biggest things for me, and I know that as I've encouraged others to do it, that it does work, that just being available for when your children need to talk enables them to download and then leaves it very open for open discussion about any topic and no topic can be off limit even if we feel uncomfortable discussing it especially as they get older mm -hmm. it has to be on the table we have to be able to talk about it and not be frightened by it and not be scared that if our child brings up something oh no our child's into drugs or oh no our child you know and not absolutely go off the deep end of panic, but rather trust that they've come to us and therefore they want to hear what we have to say and we have to really pray. I know I lie in bed at night, every night and day, let's just put it this way, I pray for wisdom as a parent. We as human beings cannot do a great job. Mm. <laughs> 
We need wisdom, and God gives us that wisdom. He gives us discernment about what to say and when. We've just got to be listening because it is hard work, and if we want to do it well, we need to do it with his hand, and we can if we trust him. Great encouragement, Kate. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm speaking with Kate Ryan. She's a mum of three, the wife of Brett Ryan, CEO of Focus on the Family Australia. Kate, God bless you in all that you're doing right now and look forward to uh, hearing more from you and Brett real soon in the future. Okay, thanks so much. You have a great day. You too, Kate. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. See ya. That was Karen Hunt chatting with Kate Ryan who is the wife of Brett Ryan, CEO of Focus on the Family Australia. Together they provide leadership for the ministry and their Family Minutes radio spots can be heard all over the country giving practical advice on marriage and parenting. I just love it when people are doing exactly what God has called them to do and they are able to serve Him in doing what they are passionate about. As the Bible says, take delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. And it sounds like that's exactly what is happening in the lives of Kate and Brett. We pray that the Lord continues to lead and guide them as they serve Him in family ministry. Well, thanks for joining us today for Kate's story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. If I had left prior to that 18 month period, I would have been leaving prematurely and for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. I needed that period of being unsettled to just actually say, yes, I can release this because it was my baby, it had grown and it was becoming a teenager at this stage. Then a role became available at Focus on the Family. Brett Ryan is the CEO for Focus on the Family Australia, but before that he was a critical care nurse and a children's pastor. How do all these pieces fit together? We'll find out his story next time. The Story. story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.